A good friend of mine once told me, the adventures are always ahead. So even if you're having a shit time now, just know that good things are coming. Hi, and welcome back to another episode of Millennialism with me, Adam Gavin. Every week I sit down to chat or interview a guest about a topic that interests me. I've had entrepreneurs, authors, academics, filmmakers, TED speakers, philosophers, and friends come on the show to discuss everything from social media to health, business to culture, self-development to global travel, and much, much more. Millennialism is the podcast for anyone who wants to learn more about maneuvering life as a millennial in the 2020s, which can be quite difficult at times. The tourism industry has been massively affected by the spread of coronavirus, and many countries have been forced to introduce travel restrictions in an attempt to contain its spread. The United Nations World Tourism Organization estimated that global international tourist arrivals might decrease by 20 to 30 percent in 2020, leading to a potential loss of 30 to 50 billion dollars. In many of the world's cities, planned travel went down by 80 to 90 percent. Since none of us can physically travel anywhere right now, I wanted to talk to someone who could take me on a virtual adventure around the world. So in this episode, I am joined by my good friend Caroline Sandstrom, or as it is actually pronounced, Caroline Sandstrom, a 22-year-old modern-day traveler and adventurer from Sweden. Looking at her Instagram pictures and hearing her stories about the vibrant holy festival in India, island hopping in Fiji, scooter rides through the Vietnamese wilderness, late night dance parties in the Philippines and emotional sightseeings in Laos made me feel both very jealous and incredibly alive. She was in India when I got in touch with her a couple of months ago about doing this podcast, but she had to return home about two months ago um, because of the situation, obviously. Um, so we talk about how she funded all her trips over the last few years, some of the people she met along the way, what it's like to fall in love on the road, traveling with friends versus traveling solo, and what makes her feel most alive. So if you are longing to travel, feel stuck at home, or just want a nice break from reality, just push in your headphones, turn the volume up, and enjoy this conversation with Caroline Sandstrom. Welcome. It's, it's very <laughs> nice to you. see you. Very nice to have you on the show. <laughs> Thank you very much. I first got in touch with you a couple of months ago when you were in India uh, traveling. Yeah. Uh, you were in Asia for a couple of months. Mm. Um, so all these questions are a bit outdated because obviously a lot of things have happened since yeah. <laughs> a few months ago. Um, but I'm now home. You're home now. We're both home in Sweden in Gothenburg. So um, at least we have the pleasure of doing this together face to face instead of over Skype. But nevertheless. Uh, I just wanted to ask you if you could just start telling me a little bit about yourself, where you're from, and where you were traveling when I wrote these questions. Yeah, um, so my name is Caroline. I'm from the same city as you, Gothenburg. Um, I'm 22 years old, and I've been traveling quite a bit the past few years. Um, I think when you wrote me these questions, I was in Laos. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so I did a bit of a Southeast Asia trip for a couple of months. And if things would have worked out, I would have still been there. But yeah, because of Corona, I had to go home. Um, so this past trip that I did, I was in Thailand. I went to Laos, Vietnam, Cambodia, and then India. And I think, yeah, we were supposed to do it when I was in Laos. Yeah, I And then so. things happened and I was having a bit of a bad time. So... We kind of postponed it and now three months later here we are yeah well in a way it's almost better because now that you've been home for what is it like a month and a half or something yeah. like that i think
think it's it's uh, even better for you to kind of reflect back on your trip yeah. which is uh, kind of what I wanted yeah. to do in the first place <laughs> yeah it's a bit when you're all up in it everything is kind of messy it's, yeah it's, it's hard to kind of reflect on those yeah. experiences <laughs> yeah, while we're in them you just have to you have no perspective you're just up and you're making plans every day booking I think when when we were supposed to do it you were headed on like a I don't know 30 hour bus trip or something mm. like that oh, yeah, um, exactly. so it was a bit hard to get in touch with you yeah. also the internet there in Laos wasn't the best I, yeah. I guess um so you've been I know you've been traveling ever since you graduated high school at like age 18 19 mm-hmm. um what was the first place you went to um so the first trip I went on was um I started in New Zealand so this trip I did with two of my best girlfriends um, Elin and Julia and it was a bit of a different trip um, we'd had everything kind of booked in advance and um, we started in New Zealand we did the east coast of Australia and then we went to Indonesia mm-hmm. so that was the first ever trip that I did did you travel a lot like growing up or or is that the trip that kind of um, the travel bug bit you on that trip because I know yeah. that ever since you've all, all you've talked about is like the next trip um, <laughs> yeah and it's, um, I, I, yeah, I mean, I guess I was kind of the same way after my first year of college. I took a gap year, traveled. Mm. Ever since then, I haven't been able to stop thinking about it. Was, yeah. it, was it the same for you? Um, in a way, it was, yeah. Um, that's kind of when I realized that I also wanted to break free and go solo traveling. Um, a bit try my own wings, because traveling with friends, like, it's so amazing. But um, I also had this longing to just see what like what social skills I have and what I had to offer um so like actually after this trip I applied for something called the working holiday visa in Australia mm-hmm. and um so I went there by myself but when I actually fell in love with traveling was when I did like a solo trip to Fiji from Australia because that was the first time that I like hopped on a flight and went completely solo to a new place and I didn't have anything planned anything booked I just knew that I was going to an island Mm -hmm. and that kind of like liberty and freedom that I felt when I was there that's originally what made me fall in love and wanna that's what made me addicted (laughs) basically what what did you tell your friends when you came back to them was it like Sorry, yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna leave here. I'm, I want to be on my own. Yeah, no. So this this trip was um, I did it from when I moved to Australia. Oh, okay. So I okay. lived in Australia. Yeah, so I lived in Australia for seven months, and then I went to Fiji. It's hard to keep track. Yeah, yeah, of yeah, your yeah, trips. yeah. No, makes sense. Yeah. Um. So this last trip you were on, you set out in October last year. Um. It was in December. Yeah. December. Okay. All right. So, so um. The question I think I have for most people who do these kind of trips is because I think all we see on like social media are the trips. We don't mm. see the preparation before. No. Oh, yeah. So how did you prepare for this long trip? And like, where do you work? How did you save up all the money? Yeah. How much money did you save up if, if you're comfortable answering that? Yeah. Um, so so basically I've done three, three sorts of trip and they've all been really different. So after I lived in Australia, um, and when traveling a bit after when I got back after that time I kind of knew what traveling meant and what I had to prepare like how I was supposed to pack my bags 
what kind of visas I had to apply for and all of that like really practical things Mm -hmm. Um, so this last time that I went I was really just excited and I something that I realized quite quickly was that everything always works out you don't actually need anything but your flight and the first visa then everything else it's good to look a few things up but you don't actually need to be prepared at all besides from buying a good backpack and packing your things and getting on the flight and saying goodbye to people so yeah I didn't do a lot of preparing. <laughs> Wait, where did you work to save up all of that? Oh, uh, yeah. Um, so I worked at the, just a store close to where I live. I was. That's the beauty of traveling in a way. You go away, have such an amazing time, and then you have to come back, move back in with your parents, and just save up all the money to go back out. Yeah, no, for yeah, sure. So I was working a lot and really hard for six or seven months, and then I left again. Yeah. Um... So you, you said you wanted to travel more solo to kind of uh, try your own wings and uh, kind of see what sco- social skills you had. Yeah. Um, how was that experience for you when you first like traveled by yourself? Did you act the way you expected to act when you were like traveling by yourself around people? Like how because I think um, I've not done a lot of solo traveling, but the trips I have made, I think it's been similar. I wanted to see how, what I was like mm. just by myself with other yeah. people because I mean, the people we hang around with are you know friends we've known probably for years at home mm. we have our kind of uh, role in yeah. every group um so i thought it would be very interesting to see how i would be in a group of total strangers yeah. so what was that like for you um it was the same for me that i was able to just kind of start a new page and to just be able to be the most hap- the happiest version of yourself um because I've always known somewhere deep inside that I am a really happy person, but I've never, I've always had people define, defining me for who I am or who I was before. Um, so that that's one of the best things about going away solo. You can just kind of, you can just start over and see what you have to offer the world. And that, like, I think that's kind of made me the person that I am today. Mm. And, and I don't know how about, how about you but I've been in a lot of relationships as well so you kind of fit into this role of being someone's girlfriend Hmm. and it was really like really healthy for me to see who I am when I'm just on my own yeah and just be comfortable in not being in control of everything that happens around you yeah yeah so it was a good time for you to kind of discover who you were yeah by yourself and not yeah how you were in other through other people's eyes exactly exactly 100 percent. all right nice how did um your friends and family react like when you've come back from these trips like do you did they notice a change in you or <laughs> yeah actually um i didn't like i didn't see it 100 percent myself but then i went home and the first thing that my sister told me was you're just such a happy person now <laughs> and i guess being in a place that's really sunny meeting like very passionate and strong and and inspiring people every day kind of makes you into that person but i i did actually i learned so much from the people that i met along the way and yeah i it 
a big change happened with me. Yeah, it's also harder to be happy when you're home working yeah. for like seven <laughs> yeah. months in a supermarket yeah. for like yeah. ten hours a day. Mm. It's raining outside. Yeah. Uh, everyone who lives in Gothenburg or yeah. Sweden will know what we're talking about. Yeah, um, or, and just just kind of appreciating what you have more as well. Mm-hmm. Um, to be able, because like discovering how other people live made me appreciate home so much um and the family that i have and the setup that i have at home the safety net that i have of my all my friends and a stable home um i just i've never i've never appreciated that as much as since i came home after traveling i think that's a very important point that not a lot of people or maybe some uh think about like when you go out traveling like it's not just to get an appreciation for the world around you and seeing all these beautiful places that that you've Mm. been able to see but it's also seeing the beauty and the things at home which um you don't when you're actually home especially Mm. like in the first like 19 years of your life when you're you've been home Mm. all the time you've traveled only traveled with your family like it's it's very easy to to kind of take everything for granted yeah and uh, getting away from that for it as long as you have like on these i think it's hard when you go away for like two weeks yeah, to a sunny yeah. beach and just uh sip margaritas <laughs> yeah. all day but yeah. when you actually leave for a long time and, and you you live in like hostels and you don't have the comforts of being home mm. i think you really see the beauty of um you know your mom cooking food yeah. for you yeah. or, or someone else doing your laundry yeah um, or like the simplest things mm-hmm. like like water pressure in your shower <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and having a fridge to open yeah, yeah. like those little things fresh vegetables like things that i'd never even a, a duna yeah. having a duna to a, your own bed like those little things yeah. um it just and you you get a new perspective absolutely which is really important to do every now and then in your life absolutely um yeah. i wanted to get back to um the bit about solo traveling yeah. and ask you specifically as a like female solo traveler as you've been uh, do you think it's different traveling alone as a woman like versus traveling alone as a man um, and do you have any advice for like other women or young girls who mm. are thinking about doing the same thing um, I don't actually have any personal experience of feeling different feeling that I'm being treated differently from my male um, co-travelers but I guess it's the same as when you're back home as a girl sometimes you have to take like more precautions than guys Mm -hmm. Um, so like don't get super drunk when you go out late in the night like don't stay up late by yourself if you meet strange people don't tell them where you're staying like maybe tell a lie like those simple things that you would do if you were back home as well and then in some places of the world you have to just respect their culture and maybe wear like a long skirt you know those those kind of things but it's just just be rational and be mindful about where you're going and then like travel with an open mind i feel a lot that girls who want to go solo traveling they don't out of fear Mm -hmm which is just there's it's just pointless or it's pointless yeah <laughs> um because the world is a lot safer than we think yeah i think that's a good point then mentioning just like taking the same precautions as you do mm. at home because i think 
a lot of people have these ideas that the world is very dangerous and yeah. just traveling outside your country you're immediately in in danger for some yeah. people it's even safer to be in other countries yeah. than, than where they are um yeah. so just taking the same precautions as when you're home yeah it's very good advice um because I, i don't know like i've been advised that on the trips i've been on i've been told you know oh, don't go there don't do that and mm. then you go there and you realize that like was the big yeah. what, what was the deal like there there's nothing yeah. going on here it's it's uh Uh, so you, I guess one advice is like don't take advice from people who haven't been there in over like exactly. 20 years or something oh, like yeah. that. that like when I when I went to India I met this this girl and India is the first place um, that I was a bit like not scared but I was a bit worried about going because that's the only place that I'd heard so many things about before mm-hmm. um, and the first hostel that I checked out checked in on i met this Czech girl, Czech, Czech girl, Czech, yeah, yeah. Um, and I asked her because she had been traveling Nepal and India for seven months already, and I asked her, so like, what's your biggest, what's your biggest advice as traveling solo as a girl? And the only thing she said was, trust people, like dare to trust people. They, like, be careful in everything, but be brave or dare to trust the people that you meet along the way because they're so helpful they're so kind people if there's one bad person there are a hundred good ones Mm -hmm. so or a million good ones you know so it's it's very interesting to just get that aspect of it as well because if if i would have told my friends back home that i was going to be traveling alone in india everyone immediately Um, <laughs> um, everyone kind of told me to be really really careful and my mom told me to like put on extra wedding rings to look like yeah. I'm married and stuff but when I was there I just looked around and I realized that none of the people that I'd heard that from had actually been there so yeah it's it's true what you say just yeah. don't don't take too many advices from people <laughs> who haven't seen the place exactly and I think uh I don't know, the places I've been, like, I, I'm, I'm not sure about this, but I feel like traveling doesn't attract, uh, attracts, traveling attracts very good people. Oh. There are very few, like, shitty people out on mm. hostels, because, especially if they're, like, hanging around with other people, like, you already know that they're gonna yeah, be yeah. probably decent human yeah. beings. They yeah, probably sure. have some, maybe they've done some shit in their past, but, <laughs> but, but uh, most people that are out traveling are pretty nice and helpful and very open-minded. Yeah, um, definitely. So like right now, since everyone is just stuck at home during this pandemic, mm-hmm. I wanted to kind of see if you could just talk a little bit about your the trip itself and take the, me and the listeners on a little journey because uh, we can't on our own right now. So like <laughs> yeah. um, your latest trip, where did you start? And can you can you just kind of go from there and oh, like, yeah? talk a little bit about what you did and uh, your what your plans were? And Yeah. Um, so before I went traveling, I had a lot of ideas of things that I wanted to do, work in a dog shelter, voluntary work and all of these things. Um, none of that happened. <laughs> I just traveled. I just backpacked through. Um, so I did, I started in Thailand and I went with a friend of mine at the time. Um, he's from Australia. Um, I did some diving in the south and then I headed up to the north where I, oh yeah, I spent Christmas in the south and then headed up north to a 
the most amazing place in Southeast Asia where I fell in love with. It's called Pai. Um, I met some really good friends there um, who I ended up also going to Laos with. And Laos was probably my favorite country in Southeast Asia. It's just really, um, it's very underdeveloped. Um, we got quite lucky there. We met this Laotian guy who decided to take us to his family in the north. So we went to um, to the, the north to a place called Phong Sali and we drove up for five hours to get to his, like up the mountains to get to his village where they didn't have like any electricity, water. They had no toilets. They were just the most poor people that I'd ever met. Um, and this was probably out of all my travels, this was the most um, moving thing to witness. Just people living so far out of like civilization um, and still managing to be the most humble, beautiful, kind, warm hearted and loving people. Um, that was a big like kind of turning point for me in my trip. Because before then, it, it had been a lot about like just partying, meeting people, getting drunk and mm. <laughs> having a fun time. But that's when it started turning more into, I actually want to experience the culture and the people that I meet along the way. Um, and just in general, see more of the country. Um, and then from there on, I, I kept traveling Lao, um, headed to a place called um, headed up to took the bus yeah this yeah, is the 30 yeah. hour bu bus that you talked about um, to Hanoi mm -hmm. um, had quite a shitty time there it was super rainy I'd said goodbye to all my friends and because like traveling isn't all fun and games all the time sometimes you um, find yourself in a place when you feel very lonely um, but yeah did something called the hijang loop for anyone listening to this if you ever go to Vietnam, do the hijang loop. <laughs> um, what is it? It's a, it's a motorbike loop that you do um, just really far up in the mountains. Um, basically, for four days, you just cruise in between the most remarkable, incredible mountains. It's just mind-blowing to see. It's just very special Yeah, I think atmosphere. I've seen um, some of your pictures from yeah. there. They look absolutely stunning. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I, really... I, I wanted to ask you as well. Um, you said mm. about like getting away from that. It's mm. it's it's very easy when you're traveling like that and meeting other like Westerners. You kind yeah. of get stuck in that party bubble. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Also because it's it's very fun for yeah, a while. Yeah. Uh, it's but very simple, very fun. It, it's very simple, very fun. Uh, but how, like, like you? I, I mean, I've d done the same thing myself. But I feel like if I go out on a long trip like that, I'd prefer kind of connecting more with the culture mm. the same way you did um how do you kind of get away from that bubble and connect with the locals and try to help out and like how did you find that it's really hard um especially in southeast asia because there's such a beat and track that you're supposed to follow mm -hmm. um where it's it's a big route that everyone does the best recommendation i have is to just talk to people, talk to the people you meet, see if they had any other experience that they would recommend. And then don't go to all the, the most famous big hostels in the towns that you're staying. 
rather find homestays or find guest houses um and then yeah there there's so much to see but if you're traveling alone and you're not with friends it's easier to just attract the um like the hostels and just go those places but yes if you're it it depends yeah, okay <laughs> yeah um sorry go on yeah after, after, oh yeah, yeah sorry um yeah and then i did vietnam from the north to south um, ended in ho chi minh um took the bus over to cambodia okay now i'm doing it really briefly <laughs> um took the bus from vietnam to cambodia um that was interesting because that was also like a big starting over again arriving in an island by myself and all of that um which is good to do mm. from time to time um ended up going to a really fun festival in cambodia um, met up with an old friend had a lovely time it was the first time that i saw the beach since two months yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that was great and then um, I, i think it's hard for some people to imagine that you were out traveling for two months and didn't see a beach yeah 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 no but uh, like lao north of thailand and all of vietnam you don't see the beach yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just mountains which is amazing as well but you get super pale um yeah and then from from cambodia i did like cambodia is also very very interesting country um it has a lot of history it's kind of the forgotten country um i feel especially in comparison to vietnam Mm -hmm. it has such a dark and deep history and so much that you want to experience when you're there really heartbreaking story Um, about the Khmer Rouge and all of this um, but yeah and then I went from from India um, from Cambodia I flew to India and then I met up with a Swedish friend that I worked with from before mm-hmm. I met up with him there and then yeah and then we we're supposed to keep going but we just did India for two weeks and celebrated the Holy Festival which is amazing went out to the desert Um, like a camel safari but yeah. I did, didn't ride them don't do that <laughs> um, yeah and then I had to go home yeah and then corona ruined our lives yeah yeah then corona what was it what was your most like what experience on that trip did you enjoy the most or mm. India is such a special country um, just walking around in there like just walking around on the streets and it's cows everywhere it's so many colors it's so vibrant it's like the whole country's just turned up on maximum volume mm-hmm. um it's it was, saturated it's some, all the way up it's yeah. yeah it's something that i've just dreamt about and it was like the reason for my travel was to go to india mm-hmm. um so that was definitely the, the most special part what was the most disappointing part of this trip the most disappointing oh that's so hard um i would say parts of vietnam because those are places that i just knew so many people from before who'd been i'd heard like too many stories i'd seen too many pictures and then when i finally made it there i i wasn't disappointed but i was it wasn't what i expected every part of it and it was raining every day and corona started happening so a lot of the places were shut down um It wasn't disappointing. It was amazing, but that was probably the least Enjoyable. exciting yeah, okay. part of the trip. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, I think you 
like touched upon this a bit earlier uh, about relationships on the road. Uh, so I hope this question is not like too personal, but I've heard, heard um, I read a book called uh, 10 Years a Nomad, Nomad by this famous traveler, Nomadic Matt. Um, mm. And I went to one of his events in New York when I lived there and he may or may not have uh, given me coronavirus <laughs> from shaking his hand uh but anyway that doesn't yeah anyway uh but he in his book he writes a lot about the like relationships he had on the road and i do think it's very easy to kind of fall in love when you're out traveling because you're so like first of all you're tanned probably you know, yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, you just meet all these like exciting people and everyone's at their best mm. because you don't have all the responsibilities of like everyday life you're just um you know exploring traveling tasting new food you're very open to new experiences um so i i do think it's it's easier to fall in love with someone when you're you know at a also if you're at a beach in like yeah. vietnam or something yeah. rather than home in a rainy shitty like gothenburg yeah. uh, and uh, you know, you met someone on Tinder. Yeah. Uh, so, what was your experience like that? If you don't mind me asking. Oh no, um, it's very, very easy to follow up. <laughs> yeah. There's something. Sounds like you have some experience. <laughs> yeah. uh, there's something special about meeting like exotic, beautiful people um, in a strange place where none of you are from, and you just know that you're just gonna see them for a couple of days, and then you might, may or may not, never see them again. So you just like allow yourself to dive headfirst into something and then kind of see what happens from there. But I've, I've actually just, just once I've been like, I've fallen in love. Mm-hmm. And that was when I actually lived in Melbourne. So I was living with the person. Yeah. Um, but then it's really easy to have a very instant and strong connection. In Swedish, we call it blikstfrelskelse. Yeah, it's like love at first sight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, to just feel this connection super like intense and you feel like this is love of my life but you only really know the person for three days yeah um but yeah i had a I had a few experiences from that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah um yeah i'm not gonna ask you anymore about that maybe it's a touchy subject ha- has it happened to you as well um yeah um yeah it has um i th- i th- think it's it may be even easier if you're like traveling by yourself mm. uh but Super vulnerable but yeah <laughs> exactly yeah but it has happened i mean it's just it didn't like it hasn't really turned into anything uh but it's like you said you meet someone and you're you only you know you have such a limited time so you there's no time to waste you just as you said like dive head first yeah. and uh you really open yourself up very quickly and yeah. You're also since none of you are in your home countries. If you're meeting someone, mm. other another traveler, I think just sharing that experience is like when you're home. If you meet someone, um, you know you do all the same things you do, but maybe with the other person. Yeah. Like you, you go to the movies, you go out to eat, and obviously those are experiences as well. But if you're, you know, on a bus ride thirty for thirty yeah. hours in Laos, and you meet someone, like you have that special connection. Like yeah. oh, that's the person I. I, I took a 30-hour bus trip in yeah. Laos with and you, you have this like instant connection with each other because yeah. none of you are supposed to be, be there mm. uh, so it's almost like fate All right, another question that I was interested to ask sis, I know obviously you love traveling mm. um, but do you have any goals with your trips or is it purely for the experience I have 
like I know that when I go traveling from now on, mm-hmm. I'll set more con- um, concrete cons- concrete goals. Goals, yeah, yeah for sure. Um, until now, it's more been about like learning new things, finding my no, learning new things yeah. about myself, and like having a good time. And it's okay if you say finding. It's yeah, like yeah. A lot of people um, like having a good experience from the people that I meet, but definitely from now on, I'm gonna have more set goals with what I want to do like don't plan too much but just be more accept accepting to the like opportunities that come to you mm-hmm. when you're away um mm-hmm. like for I want to work somewhere <laughs> but maybe work as an English teacher like do some form of like work for some um like NGO, um, NGO or yeah, yeah. That's yeah. cool. Well, uh, yeah, we'll see. yeah. I'm, I'm not gonna ask you what do you want to do. Last week I had a career strategist on, and I, <laughs> she told me never to ask that. So yeah, um, don't. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so how did you? You mentioned earlier as well that sometimes it does get lonely, and, and you just kind of uh, took us through the trip very briefly and like mm. the highlights or you know how you moved through yeah. the countries. But um, obviously you spend a couple of months away from home mm. by yourself. Obviously you met friends as well. But how? how did you deal with the loneliness and like what because every day you're not when you're traveling like that you you don't feel every day you're not your best self every day you don't want to meet new people every day and start these new conversations with people you've never met so how did you deal with that loneliness um i there are definitely days when you feel like you're the loneliest person in the world um but how i learned to deal with that is first of all i had my diary And instead of feeling really lonely in those moments, I would just take the time to like reflect on my trip and just write everything down, like have a good book with you. And the moments that are really um, like are really lonely are the travel days. And when like when you have to fly to a new place or take a long bus to a new place, um, going to bed in a new place without knowing anyone and then waking up alone. But the best way is to just like throw yourself out there like as soon as you start like as soon as you get to know one person everything will be okay it's just not knowing anyone where you feel lonely so Mm. just throw yourself out there and and just start start a conversation with any stranger and you'll be fine and just learn to be more fine with being being alone nothing bad will happen to you try to just like sit down the like sit out the ride and enjoy it yeah I, I think it's very also to kind of remember that it's healthy to kind of reconnect with yourself yeah um especially if you don't have wi-fi yeah. <laughs> i've been thinking about like doing this long trip and just like not bring my phone yeah um, just a map yeah no seriously because i i really like no matter what i do even if i delete all my mm. social media apps like i'm st- it's still such a distraction and, and like looking back now it's been i don't know it's been like probably 10 all, no maybe eight years since i got my first smartphone mm. and since then like i've never really disconnected yeah. uh for a longer period of time so i think it would yeah. be an interesting experiment to see what that would be like yeah. to be completely um just by yourself and mm. kind of you know um get to know yourself a bit more and i think yeah. that being alone is very good for that and good for reflection as well definitely um 
it's... and it's a good practice for your social skills as well yeah, when yeah. you you know want to practice that yeah i actually um it's funny that you mentioned it i actually had this when i went to fiji um because we ended up like island hopping mm-hmm. and on the island there wasn't any service so like all of the people that i met there we all just put our phones in our bags and it was like my favorite the happiest that i've been in my entire life literally <laughs> um because i was so in the moment i was so present and i could enjoy i could take in like obviously we were on tropical amazing islands just snorkeling every day and all of this but like i was also able to take in the tiniest little things that otherwise i would have just had my phone there to distract me from it so like um everything just gets enhanced when you're like fully connected and, and the people like we're st- it's still like one of some of my best friends like the ones that i met there i still love them to death and it's just because we shared that like that being in the moment mm-hmm. moment <laughs> yeah, absolutely i uh, i yeah, yeah i totally get that hmm. so how is it what's it like for you now being at home stuck kind of and this during this pandemic what's it like for you like someone who loves to travel oh, are you thinking about like it all the time <laughs> are you thinking about it all the time are you planning your next trip to kind of stay sane or um i wish i was but yeah. i have to start studying yeah <laughs> so i have um, two months left until i start studying but then i'm already i already have a big list of countries that i want to go next i'm studying spanish now so that i eventually can move to south america And it's definitely something that I'm gonna want to keep doing for like the rest of my life. I want to bring my kids backpacking, yeah. you know. Yeah. But as we talked about before, um, we change all the time, so I don't know what I'm gonna feel like after I finish my degree. Yeah. But full time at the supermarket for the rest of your life. Full time supermarket. Yeah. yeah. Please. Great. <laughs> um, what's what's on the top of your list? Like top three places to go or adventures to you want to go on? Um. Oh. South Africa, India, Nepal. Oh, I could keep going. <laughs> um, and, and so, what has been your favorite three places so far? Um, out like, of like not just the trip you went on this last time, oh, okay. but like all time. India, Fiji, and New Zealand are the most okay, incredible yeah. countries. I would say the most beautiful. But. New, like, I've only been to New Zealand of those three countries, but I can I agree that it's absolutely yeah. amazing. Yeah, it's just so beautiful. And Fiji without my phone sounds pretty good too. Yeah, <laughs> go there. <laughs> to kind of wrap things up, what would you say is the ultimate advice you'd give someone who wants to go on a long trip, especially solo traveling? Yeah. Besides the things you already said. I would say um, the hardest part is booking your flight and saying goodbye to the people everything else works out so don't stress too much about it before you go it always always works out and then i would say that the world isn't as dangerous as it's painted out to be it's a lovely place <laughs> <laughs> i couldn't agree more um hopefully a couple of your friends from around the world will listen to this episode um so i just wanted to give you a Uh, moment here to say if there's anything you want to say to them because i know that it's hard to keep in touch every day and send messages every day but if you just send them this podcast then they will know that you're thinking about them so if there's anything you want to say the mic is all yours i want to say thank you to all the amazing people that i got to dance with 
these moments. You taught me what it's like to be a fun dancer. <laughs> and thank you so much to Chloe and Hannah for just getting me through my shit time. Um, and for just being the most lovely, amazing girls that I've gotten to know these past couple of months. I love you all to death. And for everyone else that I've met on this travel, um, you're all amazing people. And I can't wait for us to go on more adventures together. Thank you for for joining me here today. It was very nice hearing your story. It was a nice kind of getaway for me to get away from my normal gray uh, everyday life and hear some of your trips. Uh, the only downside is that it makes me want to book a flight, which doesn't exist right now, <laughs> and just go somewhere. But uh, thank you so much for, for coming here and, and uh, sharing your story. Yeah, thank you, Adam. Thank you so much for having me. This has been a lot of fun. Where?